Hey folks, uh, we're back again with uh, the Retro Rides podcast. Um, been a few years, four years maybe, since we uh, last did one of these, and we're starting back up with um, what we used to do, which was me and Simon chatting about a subject, but we have interviews uh, coming up already in the bag, so they will definitely happen. And uh, today we are going to talk about the history of Retro Rides, uh, which was Simon's idea, which he'll tell us why we're doing that in a minute um but uh here's simon hello simon hello hello here i am so uh why, why do you want to tell people about the history of retro rides here simon i don't know it's, it's a long time ago when did it, 2004 was it the retro ride started 2004 16th of february 2004 i guess there's probably between then and now yeah. um there's probably a fair few people that don't know much about the origins of this thing yeah um and in various formats of connecting with retro rides nowadays so yeah perhaps, think, a, yeah, so perhaps I mean, a, a worthy refresher if if we were to start at the start i would say that the start was actually on an entirely different forum in you know a, a different platform we were on a different forum you and i yes yeah yeah no it was um we we kind of co-opted uh vault's world yeah um shout, shout out to brian burrows um yeah. and uh yeah we we were kind of talking about things that weren't Volkswagens on there. Specifically, the ones I remember were the Impala thread. Um, I've always mm. been a, a multi-mark kind of guy. And uh, and there's obviously a lot of sort of crossover with scenes. And, uh, and a lot of people who like um, the Beatles and campers and stuff also like hot rods and American cars and, and good old classic stuff. And I, I do remember the, the Impala thread was one of my favourites, and you just find pictures of, of Impalas over big billet wheels or low riders and stuff like that and topped it up. And uh, I always feel a bit guilty that we brought so much non-Volkswagen stuff to what was essentially a Volkszoon. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I did you have a VW at the time? Uh, I think I had a Type 25 when I was on there because I was on the old Just Campers forum as well. When I had a, a Type Twenty Five, not unlike the one that's on my driveway right now, um, and uh, yeah, and I had a Beetle as well, where I got in some sort of swap deal whilst I was on Volkswagen. Um, but I've always been on the on the outskirts of the Volkswagen scene, even when I was running the the VW company thing, the the um, Raving Mad, um, and I was running a Skoda. But I kind of was just one of the VW guys, and I'm still am in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you're a member of a VW club and everything. Yeah. Shout out to the Pretty paint legit. paint scrapers, massive. Yeah. In it, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, I had um at the time. I'm trying to think. I had a 1972 camper van, um, which I bought from FBI VW in Swansea uh, when I moved to Swansea. I remember um, FBI VW are on um, Instagram and I actually found them on Instagram the other day and they're still importing cool cars at reasonable prices so go check wow. those guys out they, yeah. they seem like good guys still um, and my wife was driving a 66 Beetle purple lowered um, I think 1600 motor with twin Webers like big Webers on it I actually it was, didn't know that I didn't yeah, I've never really, have ever really seen quick. pictures of said beast Probably not. I I oh. discovered the other day that I take no photos of yeah. any of my cars. <laughs> I don't have any of them. Well done. I, I, really, I, I have to go and look for other people's photos of my cars. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, that Beetle still exists. Um, oh. 
but it was uh yeah it was hellaciously quick for a small beetle is, and is, um she drove that for a while but it, it did break down quite a lot because it's a vw and vw's are terrible cars no 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 they're, uh, they're reliable uh, remember the adverts like, yes the adverts told you and yeah. um my uh camper van um, was probably more car than I could cope with, but I wanted one. <laughs> um, I, used to, I used it as a daily driver for right. a lot of the time, um, and um, it gradually kind of got worse and worse and worse, and the brakes were binding, and it was running on three cylinders half the time, and yeah, that was uh, that was really poor, and I eventually literally just gave that car to my dad and said, if you want it, you can have it. I thought it went to you. What did your dad do with it? And my dad spent a year and a half fixing it up. Wow. Um, he took the engine out, first, uh, did some rust repairs. It wasn't, wasn't too bad on rust, actually. It was a pretty solid van. Um, did the brakes, got it mechanically really sorted, and then sold it. So, um, and gave I, you I the, money. Put the money? Of course not. No. That's, I, I, I did literally give my dad my van. Um, I, I, um, it, it was that or I was I very nearly swapped that with... Um, botch i think right weirdly or for like that 912 i was I was talking to whoever had that 912 so um paul botch venice had a matte blacked porsche 912 and it ended up in wales uh without an engine right and i was talking about maybe swapping that for my somewhat dilapidated camper van I have I'm to say, I, this I couldn't sounds, put an engine in yeah, it. It sounds like you've come out really well from this because you had a camper van and they've, they've literally they've got no value even today. They're not worth anything, those yeah. camper vans. And you nearly swapped it for a Porsche 912. Again, a car with no following or value or anything. Neither of those exactly. cars. Were, I, I think you did really well. So essentially, you had the camper van and you gave it away. You've, you've yes. saved yourself all sorts of riches. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's the thing. I mean, it would have been almost embarrassing to have uh, still yeah. had a, yeah. a a camper van that was worth anything and a, and a Porsche that would be worth a small fortune now. I it'd mean, be, it'd be awful. it's not me, right? No, that's yeah. right. Why would you? Why would you want to have I, such desirable things in your life? I'd I'd rather just hemorrhage money into a Datsun that's worth nothing. Without without a doubt. <laughs> Although Datsuns are worth something. Not my one. <laughs> it's better than it See, used what to I be. Could have, what, no, what I could have done. Is I could have bought a Laurel or a Skyline yeah. when I bought my Datsun Sunny. Yeah. But what I'd bought was a Datsun Sunny. You couldn't have and, predicted that, uh, though, could you? No, no, probably not. No, but I don't, at I the don't same, know how you could. At, at, at the same time, um, the the one Datsun that's still not worth a whole lot of money is the one I own. So yeah. this should tell you, people, don't ever buy the same car as me. <laughs> I, I choose. I choose Porsche. I'm going to let my wife choose my cars from now on, which that's is what I did idea. with my. Uh, I did with the Porsche, and that seems to have worked out quite well. She so. had a Beetle, so that's uh, definitely yeah. a good choice. Um, so we're on Volkswagen. Sorry, we were we, we, on we Vol- were on Volkswagen. On Volkswagen. So Legitimately, we're we're Vol- on. Sorry, Volkswagen, and we're we're having great fun doing Volkswagen things, but also uh, twisting the boundaries a little bit and uh, posting about all sorts of other stuff. Um, well, what's worth noting. Here is both of us have a non VW history. I mean, you you were like part of the VW scene, but you had. Yeah. I mean, you were. Um, I always call him scrapping scraps, but I always think it's probably scraping scraps. It's scraping scraps. But there's one P there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm I'm dyslexic. That's fine. And um, yeah, it's exciting. And <laughs> um, 
Words are an adventure. And um, <laughs> you were like kind of sort of semi with those guys as well, because I know he was around on uh, Vault Zone and they weren't really VW people. It's just kind of no. where we ended up. Right? No, I, I sold him a Skoda. Um, there was he had a friend called Martin. Um, we were out to talk about this old stuff. I think it sounds fair. Um, and I was driving to Run to the Sun in I don't know 1990 or something in my old yellow Skoda S110R um, at the time. Also a car worth nothing now. Oh yeah, yeah, nothing. Why would we want to keep that? Um, there was seven, seven left in the country at the time. Um, <laughs> So so no value at all. I think I paid 400 quid for it. Um, anyway, and I was driving that, and that was lowered a lot um, uh, using the cut spring method. Um, not that I do that. Uh, and I was driving that down to Run to the Sun. In fact, for Raving Mad stuff, we were going down there to promote something, Santa Poddy or Raving Maddy or something like that. It was, it was kind of like an expenses paid trip. Um, and I was going down there. And we pulled up at one of the services on the journey. And as I was driving like out of the services, um, a, a guy just jumped out on me and pointed at the car and said, uh, and said, Skoda S110R. And in reality, anyone who knew that piece of information was pretty high up on the I'm a car enthusiast ladder at the time because Skodas were the, were the butt of all jokes. They were the, um, all the Skoda jokes were just like mainstream stuff. And, uh, and rear engine Skodas were not looked at fondly um, and they hadn't had the partnership with Volkswagen at the time or it was right on the edge of it. Uh, so Skodas were, were naff and anyone who knew obscure coupe Skodas were, were pretty cool. And so I think I must have chatted to him there just because it was like, there's someone who knows what this car is. Um, and then he was friends with, with Christoph, Scraping Scrap, um, and Scraping Scrap actually ended up buying another Skoda off me, an old Rapid, which I'd semi put in a twin cam um fiat engine um but it was unfinished um and he actually did more i think on my driveway to finish it than i'd done in about two years <laughs> just to, to take it away um yeah but basically martin and christoph were uh pretty firm friends in real life despite distances um by the time we were all on Volkswagen. Yeah, but I didn't know you. Ah. Realistically, no, you, you didn't know me a, at all. Just no, a no. name on a screen until I think. I think. Did you oh. send me a um, like a PM or something saying I've got this idea? Yeah, and I think you, I do think I have some memory of you sending me like a PM or something, and saying I'm thinking of starting another thing, um, uh, so we can take our stuff elsewhere, not to. To, to really save Volkswagen from us rather than set yeah, up pretty a, much. A, a different thing. Like it wasn't like supposed to be a, a competition. Well, so, was, yeah. Yeah. So what I have, what, what's there is similar to you in that I'm not a VW person through and through. My dad yeah. had VWs um, and used to buy Volks World occasionally, Ooh. but would also buy Street Machine and yes. car and car conversions. Yes. Um, and most weekends we were entertained by going to Brands Hatch, which was our local racing circuit, to go and watch motorsport. Um, but we'd also go to the, the the old classic car show, and we went up to uh, Earl's Court for the big car shows and, mm. and stuff like that. So it, my kind of history with cars was always not um, one thing or another, so I never really like just dive down the path of racing cars or hot rods or just VW. So it was all over the place already. Um, and then what happened, what must have been late 2003, early 2004, 
Mm. Actually, no, it must have been late, it must have been late 2003. Um, Retro Cars magazine appeared, um, and that kind of defined fairly well my it was like all of the stuff i was interested in at the time in yeah. that it had like the first issue had vw beetles and stuff in it and had fords in it and it had racing cars in it but it also had cars that just looked nice and engine swaps and and, and lots of stuff that just wasn't getting covered elsewhere yeah and may or may not have had some sort of fledgling thing in street machine but it like street machine and custom car was still very much american focused and yeah. Um, or, or seemed that way. Like I know they they definitely had sort of Brit rods and things in there, but they were much more rod than they were. And um, Street Machine had gone from being um, like it was doing quite a sort of like a, a good mix of hot rods and just sort of cool cool stuff that people were doing, and then it got really American car-y. In fact, it merged with American car world. Yeah, turned into um, it, didn't it? in like two thousand and two. And by 2004, it was American Car World. So realistically, Street Machine was lost. And I do remember in the early days of the forum that we talked about Street Machine as being like a past tense thing. It wasn't like a, this is happening in Street Machine. It was like I used to love yeah. Street Machine back in uh, like 1990 and stuff like that. Street Machine was full of you know pink stuff and graphics and cheap cars yeah, yeah, made sure. low and all the stuff I, I love. That's the thing. Is and, and Custom Car was like as its name would imply like yeah much more it seemed, always seemed much more i no disrespect to street machine because it, it was at street level but like custom cars seemed that little slightly higher end that kind of slightly more expensive build yeah. slightly more unobtainable at least to us at the time who were just burning around in 500 pound cars just well, trying to custom car life. did turned into what it is now i suppose which is essentially like a hot rod magazine um yeah yeah uh, and Street Machine was trying not to just be custom car. I'm guessing. Um, yeah. Uh, it. I mean, it, it. It was a. You know, in '79 when it was released, um, it just sort of jumped right in, almost as a sort of a max power type thing, and then, um, and then sort of just turned more hot roddy. And then it. I guess it just didn't want to be as hot roddy as custom car did in the end. But they've all been through their um, their good times and their bad times. I, uh, I think that's fairly true. And so anyway, into that kind of weird void because um yeah. max power was finally mercifully oh. dying a death yeah and um it was a bad uh, time that, for uh, those sort of custom cars that was uh yeah, yeah the arches indeed. and stereos and um, um strange questions if, at if, cruise if, nights yes yeah <laughs> if, if you weren't if you weren't into that thing it was it was not a good time to be a car enthusiast no um but the but out of that sort of hole in the car culture came retro cars and it was absolutely perfect for a certain demographic of people because it was unapologetically about this weird sort yeah. of side world of cars uh, and i think um actually sort of in the months after um retro Rise had formed and we we'd gone to the very first retro car show it's it's your statement that these are the cars that were just sort of littering corners of yes. field other events and it finally brought them all together so, yeah, I did. I remember. Way. I remember. I remember saying that quote. In fact, I was thinking of it myself when you said it, which is weird. Um, is, yeah. Yeah. I remember going to the retro show at Santa Pod, and previously you'd go to hot rod shows and you'd look in the car park and you'd find like lowered Triumph Heralds or you'd find some weird two CVs or just like all sorts of strange stuff or Avengers or and stuff like that. And so, 
um, things that didn't have a home anywhere else. So you'd go to um, Bromley Pageant and then you'd see, oh, there's like a really cool little Morris Minor that's just sitting there or a standard 10 or, or just any number of like just really cool little cars that weren't really good enough to feature or 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 fitted enough to be featured in custom car or strip machine or match it, power it or that... practical classics or any of those. Um, and then yeah, retro it didn't cars. didn't fit in anywhere. Boom. Yeah, Simon Woolley, isn't it? Retro, the original retro car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Simon Woolley was uh, is our, our Lord and Saviour. Indeed. Um, I should get, should get him on the podcast at some point. We will. Um, but um, yeah, he'll probably downplay his involvement because he, he always does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, that, so that popped up. So I, we, I knew kind of there was um, probably, if there was a magazine for it, there was more than just thee and me and a handful of others that were interested. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I yeah PMG on Volkswagen and Darren W as well. Yes. Um, and said because he was talking to us a lot about other stuff, um, and we were kind of not. I never got told off for it, but we were. I did feel a bit guilty. We were invading their I, VW I think, forum. I think that's it. They're all really and, popular, but the last thing you want is for yeah a thread about Datsuns to be above a you know look at Michael Beetle thread. Uh, yeah, exactly. It'd be yeah. it'd be like. Yeah, you know, someone sticking up a thread about the launch of the new, I know, Audi Estate, and it being the most popular thread on Retro Rides. It would, yeah. it, it's not a bad thing per se, but it would be quite annoying because that's not what it's there for. Um, so um, yeah, I was starting to think I should do something about it because I had a history of online communities, sort of generally, like from way back before the World Wide Web existed. I was on internet relay chat with various people and bulletin boards and all that stuff so i kind of knew my way around this sort of thing yeah. and then um i said i was going to start it and then i think i put up a thread saying i'm going to start this thing but i don't have a name for it and interestingly um i think it was stussy on uh, God, yeah, there's a Volts. name. Yeah, and there's a name. Yeah, um, said, "Oh, I've got this. I own this domain called Retro Rides. Um, do you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right." Um, and then I don't even know if I got it. I'm trying to remember now. I think I did. <laughs> um, well, you were Retro Rides for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got. I just trying to remember if if she had. I think it's a she. Is Stussy a she? I don't know. Anyway, I, I was thinking the same thing myself. I feel like I do know them. But I've yeah, um, I do know. That, if yeah, you're listening, to see, I'm so sorry. We've we've yeah. forgotten you whilst remembering you. Yes, yeah, we, we are we are ancient and old, and we've forgotten things. But, I'm forgetting um, so much more these days. I'm. That's I'm, fine. I'm so old. I, I, I can, I can use um, actual uh, gender neutral pronouns and everything. So they had um, <laughs> uh, they had this domain which was uh, I think I think they had retro-rides.com, um, which is then what. I got from them. Uh, in either way, the name Retro Rides came from them. Yeah. Um, and I was, I think initially, I didn't want to splash out for a a whole hosting package because hosting packages used to be crazy expensive for any kind of um, thing where you are you had interactive stuff like forums and stuff like that. So. Um, I then that's when I went to Pro Boards because they did a free forum, mm. um, and that's where retroroids.proboards.com came from, um, and that was, uh, yeah, that would have been February sixteenth, um, two thousand and four, because I, I only know that date because I put up the first post and said 
welcome, etc., etc., etc. And uh, then I, I think that's when I sent the invite to you, Darren W, um, to be mods to help me promote it. I think maybe. Um, and then it got spread around. And the thing was because it, we were talking about this stuff on vault zone i figured there were going to be other people talking about the stuff on other forums yeah um and bearing in mind like this is pre-facebook pre-twitter pre-instagram like the only place to talk cars was forums yeah um or so at car shows go and, or at car shows yeah um and we had to go and find all of these people um and i found another i think i found a mini forum and i found a few other bits and pieces and i just sort of put up posts going hey come to my forum which now i think about it's probably quite rude but, people uh, have done that on our forum and it it's not a nice feeling really is it it's uh it's a yeah why are you doing that although we have had people on our forum trying to start retro cars forums and you're like oh hang on a minute <laughs> but i yeah, suppose you know, thing, my, yeah my, my thought was enough. always like wherever we went to say hey we're doing this thing it was always the express that like it might have a crossover with you, but it's not a mini forum. Yeah, it's not a VW forum. It's not a Ford forum. It is its own thing where all of this stuff is acceptable. Um, and I think we did all right out of that. We got sort of our initial few members, and then just kind of kept rolling. And you, you just it, it's interesting that the there's some people from that first wave, like before even the the shows where we got word of mouth going out yeah that for those first wave people are still floating around which is why i kind of expect people to know all this history because a lot of people were kind of already there yeah. but actually when i look at it um you know we get kind of about four thousand users a month on the forum and they definitely not all like not all of those four thousand were the first four thousand people on the site. No, no. <laughs> so, I was trying. Um, to, I was trying to remember it just now when you're talking about like the first day or two days of the forum. I, I, don't, I don't know what number I am, but like Darren W is like number two or something, isn't he? In terms of forum numbers, I can find out. I, I can find out actually. I think someone random was like, I don't know. Are you number one? You're not. It doesn't count, does uh, it? I, you know, I'm number one. All right, there um, you go. That which should come as a surprise to no one. No. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm number one, and uh, I think not just at uh, Retro Rise Forum, just generally. Yeah, just generally in life. Number two, weirdly, this. Yeah. So this is the really interesting thing about this. Number two is a guy called Rookie, right? Who is from uh, Gothenburg in Sweden. Wow. So, on the very first day of the forum, um, he came in um, and posted a bunch of stuff and right. then sort of disappeared um but that was from sweden uh, and again i think that was um kind of via vault World, but then we got uh, race imps is the third one ah guy yeah todd's todsky from australia no yeah. idea where i picked him up from um, another australian guy um and then darren w number six i knew he was a low number yeah so, and i'm oh, probably retro, not I'm, i think i'm like a hundred or something Let's find out. So, yeah, Retro Steve uh, was definitely a Volkswagen person. Yeah. Oh, you're number 10. Oh, that's not bad, is it? Oh, that's better than I thought. I feel I feel quite privileged. I think that's only, I mean, it's only just generally like at what point in the day I saw it <laughs> to just yeah, come and pre- sign pretty up. Pretty much. You're, yeah, had I you're, known. You were there, you're yeah. there on the 
second day, actually. You're at nine o'clock on the second day. Well, does that mean you only had nine members on the first day? That's Pretty a, much, yeah. Yeah, slow start for what became a big thing. Um, um, yeah, well, I, I set it up at midday on the first day, and then um, I think I had three members, and then uh, the second day it started to pick up more. Um, I think I suspect what I did was I I don't understand how that rookie guy was number two in that case. He just stumbled That's across mad. it. He's he's probably looking to buy the uh, the domain name for something and was seeing what it was and just signed up anyway. Yeah, probably. He probably wanted to get Possibly. it for his for his old bicycle forum or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, way. Yeah, that's what we get get mistaken for quite often. Yeah, that's um, it. It's rides, isn't it? Rides, yeah, rides. Got wheels. <laughs> um, but uh, that, and we get constantly confused with Retro Cars magazine. Yes, and still, yes. And like even now, like when I was trying to launch that magazine over Christmas, people were like, "I'm already a subscriber." It's like, no, it's no, different. It's not. <laughs> it's not that. You're not. That's it. So but, uh, I was. I'm just trying to think what I was driving at the time, and I'm pretty sure that I'd bought my Cressida before it started so i sort of joined retro had... rides with the cressida so i no i thought you got the cressida fairly early on i didn't think you had the cressida i think it might be all of sort of around the same time what i do know yeah yeah i think it is that when you i came to the first show with it yeah when i when i when i got the cressida i'd i always i've got as you know um i've got like a stupid knowledge of of cars that everyone else forgets about and stuff and i remembered seeing cressidas when i was a bit younger they weren't that popular when i got my one um and i'd seen them around and i'd sort of I just this mental note i always put in my head from when i was like quite even when i was like four and five and six and stuff i'd see cars and i think well that's a bit cool i like that one regardless of whether it would be considered cool by normal people and a cressida was always at the back of my head as one of those cars I'd love to have. And one turned up and I picked it up incredibly cheaply, as we know, um, uh, £500. Um, and it was a good one. Um, and But I picked it up as just an interesting shaped car, not as a Japanese car, which obviously yeah. became a very much big part of the whole retro ride scene or the retro scene worldwide. Um, yeah, so what was interesting with that was... We had a Datsun five ten thread like within yes. the first week yeah. of the forum. Yes, um, mainly because of Brian F's uh, yeah. rotary powered yellow Man. monster. Yeah, um, that was that was a thing. That was one of the first things I found when I actually got online. Um, you know, when they were free serve and uh, <laughs> signed up, and one of the first early early instances of just having a web page and being a car enthusiast was Brian F's five ten, and the whole five ten scene um, was just like. Hang on, what's this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing because over here, like the sort of the Datsun guys, like Ratley and and um, all that, those guys kind of predate. Um, yes. Yeah. Us, uh, by by a reasonable amount. So they had more uh, knowledge on all this this sort of stuff, but they were very much their own sort of insular little scene. Yeah. And you know they had had their own stuff going on. So we kind of. I say piggyback. We we kind of brought them into what we were doing, but we kind of just did that with everything. Like we like yes, we're the VW scene, but we're also the JDM scene, and yeah. we're also race cars, and we're also special saloons. We're everything, um, which I think was um, quite nice uh, for some people. I know that there's definitely people that came into the forum and were like, "Oh, I can like more than just this one type of car." All right. Yeah, there's other people that liked loads of stuff, but then kind of spread themselves really thin 
over a bunch of different forums and now yeah. they had like one place to be which is quite pleasant even today you see people come on the forum and they'll and they'll post something or they'll just talk about you know what why retro rides is interesting to them and they, they genuinely didn't realize that there was all this stuff going on elsewhere that you know they might have been into Fords for their whole life and then suddenly they've seen something i mean i, I distinctly remember we used to talk about um cars like um like skylines like the original mm. skylines um not prince ones the original nissans and um and people would say oh they look like mark ii cortinas and there was always a constant um which was a bit weird for me because i've never been that way but that constant comparison to like a ford equivalent so when people had they'd sort of say you know oh look here's a cool viva and they'd be like they're a bit like escorts aren't they like yeah but they're also very much like vivas um (laughs) um but i do remember that i do remember the early days of of skylines and finding like japanese stuff and well hot old meat um oh yeah and stuff like that that that's a weird thing because i i thought that was that went on for a lot longer than um it did before we went out there. So I, I was looking at this stuff the other day. Yeah. Um, um, I remember distinctly just finding that first set of Japanese websites. And I can't remember the very first one I found, but they always they all had link pages. Yes. Um, and they're all completely like indecipherable. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. All the little web ring stuff. Yeah. And you couldn't, um, there was no translation or anything at that time. You would just go onto the web completely un manageable websites because their design like the way they designed yeah. their sites was completely alien as well yeah. and you just click every single link on the site until you got to some photos of some cars i do remember that um, and there, there was one in particular that was um all about um sauras i think right. there's a particular generation of sora that the guy liked um but it's the the generation of sora that ended up getting um sort of the whole bozazuku treatment at the time um and we'd seen that the legendary um, VW Vortex thread from Daikoku Futo. Of course, um, yes. So yeah. we'd, we'd seen some, we'd seen some of those cars, and the guy that authored that actually came on the forum, which was super cool. Um, and then, um, sort of off the back of that, we started finding madder and madder cars. Um, and we were like, really? Is this a, this is a thing? Okay. Mm. And then it just got wilder and wilder and wilder. Whereas now, people know what those cars are like if, if you put up a bozuku car or if you own one yeah. um people know what that is and but back then like uh, a, a toyota mark ii with a, a shark nose and uh, exhaust over the roof like that yeah. was just the maddest thing we've ever seen and we had yeah. no concept of what it was or why it existed yeah and we had to learn all that stuff it, we you did. couldn't just go you couldn't just go on Speed Hunters or something and they'd tell you about the history of Bozuzuku. Like there was there was none of that. But well, it, that made it really exciting. And, and I think that that's kind of one of the things that's missing nowadays. Like not just from Retro Rise, but from all sorts of things. It's yeah. all so instantly accessible. And I don't, I'm not sounding like an old man, but it, it there, there was a certain excitement in discovering um, the Manta Ray Club's website in germany where they'd yeah. go to the young timer meet and you'd see all these cars that like i'd never seen a record coupe before yeah and there'd be one there slammed on wide wheels and you'd be like oh my god that's amazing there, there was kind of a little bit of it that sort of excitement which is kind of gone because everything is so accessible now yeah um but um i'm very glad we were we got to be a part of that because we were discovering whole scenes and there are still scenes out there you kind of 
that are a bit more localized that you discover but because the internet is all a bit homogenous like you look at the thailand jdm scene and some of those cars are completely indistinguishable from stuff being built in japan or new zealand or or wherever um and that's kind of great because it's international but at the same time it was quite good fun when you found some wacky corner of the world yeah like the the brazilian rabaxido or however you say it cars that were like nothing else anywhere else in the world yeah and they weren't influenced by anything else they were just their own thing and i, I think we've lost a little bit of that so at the time it was in the history of retro rides that was super exciting that we were finding those things but then i also feel partially responsible for the breaking of that because we were the people that found a lot of this stuff we did find a lot of stuff yeah and i yeah it's um yeah you don't want to sort of do that it's a blowing your own trumpet type of thing but would would everyone know what a a hakusuku was if or however you pronounce it um if it wasn't on retro rides obviously japanese people would but um i talked to someone with a as i as i said before someone with sort of like an obscure car knowledge and i didn't know much about them we had a, a a few sort of skylines and stuff in the uk they did exist we did have the um we had a couple but we didn't have those early ones yes no we didn't get any of the early ones like like if someone had said prince skyline yeah yeah 99.999 percent of even car enthusiasts wouldn't have known what that was that's right and i mean the first time i we saw one in the flesh was at hot olds as we came out of that station yeah um, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in 2000, February 2004, we started the forum. Mm. In two years later, we were standing in um, a parking lot outside of a sports stadium in the middle, literally the middle of nowhere in Japan, um, talking to people with yeah. like, Shakatan cars and, and, and stuff like that. And, I guess and- the story, the story of how that happened, how we came to be standing there is a bit like the story of the forum that is or the story of how how we used to go and find stuff because we'd found the hot olds meat which kind of fitted perfectly with with what we were sort of into especially me with having the cressida at the time it was a load of stuff that, that you know just sort of boxy saloon cars japanese cars and we were like these are cool i like these and they're all slammed and they're all on smaller wheels um and we're just like these, these, these are great and we found the hot olds meat and um and I think I remember calling you. It was one night um, that I just called you and I said, look, I found this site and I can't read any of the text, but um, I've kind of copied and pasted the the name of where it is. And it's come up on a on a football site from the World Cup from, here's my football knowledge, I don't know, 1990 or something, whenever there was a, a World Cup in Japan. And it tells you how to get to this stadium, which the show has the car park is where the show, where the hot holds meet is is there so we could effectively get there using these directions from the bbc website and uh i don't know what made us do it but then we looked up flights and went yeah we can do that then <laughs> well so at the time i was living in wales and my wife was working for ba so ah, we got discount flight did we bearing in mind dear listeners that both simon and i have no money at this point in our life no. Um, we were both completely brassic. I, um, so. I don't think I had the camper van at the time. I think I'd already given that to my dad because I couldn't afford the upkeep on it at all. And I had a Mark III Golf, which is what I drove to the four door Mark III Golf, which is what I drove to the um, retro, very first retro cars show in. Um, and I gave that away as well. Did and, you? Um, yeah, I've never sold a car. I've 
basically just bought them, driven them, given them away. Um, hang around long enough, you can have a Volvo if you want it. Um, I was, but, I'm uh, waiting for the Porsche. Um, but um, we, yeah, so we, we'd gone, we, we were both kind of looking at this stuff, but it wasn't like we could just jump on a plane and go there because we, yeah. we did not have a lot of money. So then we were talking about it and Charlie was able to get super cheap flights because of where she worked. Um, and then you had a timeshare in Mallorca at the time. This, yeah, this, this doesn't really fit with the not having any money. But there's well, a, no, there's, but like you, you, there was a reason for it. We were, I was, yeah, yeah, we. There was a point at which I did have a little bit of money, um, and we'd got a timeshare thing, um, and we had weeks or points to use up from when we had it. Yeah, so I, we managed to get the hotels for sort of nothing. But yeah, we d- I didn't pay any extra money for the hotel room there. Um, no, no. So we, 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 yeah, we managed to get the hotel. We and we shared a hotel room, twin beds. Yeah. Um, well, thanks nice. for pointing that out. Uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to make sure. And yeah. Um, the yeah, we we kind of we flew out because we couldn't afford to do anything. We flew out on the yeah um, Friday and we flew back on the Monday. So we went to um, Heathrow. Yes. Yeah, met at Heathrow. Met at Heathrow. And I remember you saying this, and I felt the same. We were basically just waiting for someone to go, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> this yeah. is all a joke. Yeah. Because <laughs> it felt too stupid to be doing this. There was a re- but, uh, another reason it seemed a little bit surreal, um, yeah. if you remember. Uh, I don't know if you're going to mention that. <laughs> oh, what, the fact that Michael Jackson was on our plane? <laughs> well, yeah, well, he was he was at Heathrow, and then he was at Narita. So uh, yeah. that's that, I don't know how else he could have done yeah. it. Um, yeah, no, and, he, and he walked past us with, there, with there a blanket is over his face. Yes. and a child but we were we were so hyped to do that flight oh, I, yeah. I, I remember we probably annoyed everybody by chatting all the way through it like I, I can't sleep on planes I can't sleep on planes but we were probably saying uh, something I, like, I can't wait to see a, a, a Cedric in the flesh <laughs> even though we had Cedrics uh, in the UK but yeah ridiculous or Mr Ishibashi's 3.30 yeah yeah and um, we, we found a guy via the Oz Rotary forums Guy called Dom, I believe. Um, yes. Who was living in Japan teaching English. Yeah. Um, Australian guy, and he said he'd show us round on the Saturday, I think it was, a Saturday evening. Yeah. So we we land, but because of the way the time zone, we flew out on the Friday. We landed on the Saturday, I think. We land. We had four hours sleep. We got yeah. up. We ate something at the Denny's opposite we the did. hotel. We then went to meet Dom. Wandered around a bit in um, Shibuya. Um, did a little bit of touristy thing there. Basically, just went into a, a magazine shop and bought armfuls of magazines. We so did. that was on the Friday night. That was on the Friday night. That was he night. took us. He took us to a like a restaurant that was. Yeah, he took. It, it was my first experience of um, that Japanese thing where you have completely different things on different floors, um, which insane. really surprised me. So at the bottom, there's some sort of one of those really brightly lit arcade things that everyone's in that I still don't understand. But we went in the lift and it opened up into some sort of rainforest cafe type of thing. It was insane. Um, it was a really nice restaurant as well, actually. It was. But I'd never be able to find it again, even if you paid me. I couldn't no. even fathom where it was. No, um, it was good having a local guide. Yeah. It was horrifically jet lagged as well. Yeah. Um, and we saw a couple of cars on the street then. And then on the uh, Saturday, we confused the life out of a taxi driver by asking him to take us to what is effectively Halfords. We did, outside, yeah. Oh, super autobats. Hotel. I think I had it Super written down, autobots. gave him a bit of paper. Yep. And, and we were we staying. Print- 
we were staying in quite a posh hotel because of this timeshare thing that we swapped for. We were like in the, um, it was it was a Marriott in the center of town, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I think the usual people he picks up don't want to go to Halfords. <laughs> yeah, we just sort of threw him a map and was like, we want to go here. And yeah. um, then we came back from there with armfuls of magazines Again. And, uh, and some photos and there was some cool stuff in the car park. Um, and then the next day we got up at some ungodly hour, went to uh, Tokyo. I've forgotten the name of the central station there. Oh, it's yeah. Shibuya, actually. Yeah, I think um, it is. And then from there, we uh, managed to get a Shinkan or get to a Shinkansen. And so we got proper full on Japanese experience, got the Shinkansen yeah. out of um, Tokyo, halfway across the country, got off, got on a local train to the middle of nowhere. Um, and then we had, I think, got a second train from there. And when we were standing on that platform in the middle of nowhere, and all of the signs have changed from having J- Japanese and English to being just Japanese, yeah. and everyone's giving you some seriously sideways looks like, what are these idiots doing here? That's when we knew we were in Japan. Yeah. And then we got out the station, we started to walk up to where we wanted to go. There was a uh, supermarket that we were going to stop in and buy some yogurt. So we, we did buy some yogurt, yogurt. Which, is, yeah. which is a joke that we never actually fulfilled because it would just be ridiculous. Uh, yes. um, we did buy some other food. But as we came out, <laughs> There was um, Hakosuka, Hakosuka, depending on who you are, yeah, yeah. Um, making incredible noises just going up the hill. And that was the first time I'd ever seen one in the flesh. Yeah. And then there was like this sudden realization that, oh, we're here now. This is actually happening. And we sort and- of walked, walked up that hill, didn't we? And there's you could hear the cars and... Oh, it was amazing! It was absolutely amazing. And then, to, to, yeah, to go there, and we who was, we met that that other guy who was the, the Datsun guy. So we met up with uh, Jetson, who yeah. is, has a, a Skyline um, estate wagon thing, um, and I met him via BBSs. So there was whilst we had forums and stuff, and American people tended to use forums. Um, Japanese people had their own kind of each site had its own BBS, um, which was like message response, message response. And um, I, it was the really early days of Google Translate. And what I used to do was take English, translate it into Japanese, and then translate it back to English. And if it still made sense, I would post it up in the Japanese form on their BBS. And in this way, I was chatting to Jetson, um, and I chatted to a chap called Tetsu Sunny. And um, I'm, Tetsu Sunny is the reason we know that Garushan cars are called Garushan or Grashan um, and that's actually a mistranslation they shouldn't have the U in it but it does right. um, so uh, and anytime you see Garu G-A-R-U-C-H-A-N that's me <laughs> basically <laughs> that's, I'm that's, the origin a, like when you put like when they, the map companies put wrong places in so you can trace yeah. it that's your that's your, your that, deliberate that, placement of a wrong word it, it, it was literally just what Google Translates came back with from the two symbols that he put in yeah. um, but it's actually Grashan because it, it, it's grand championship put together yeah. so the U doesn't need to be in there um, but um, someone may well correct me on that that can actually speak Japanese but um, that's what that's what I learned subsequently um, anyway so I was talking to this guy um, and he sent um, he couldn't be there uh, sadly so he sent a friend with gifts in a, in a Japanese style and we would bought gifts with us we'd actually bought Retro Cars magazine uh, to uh-huh. bring it all the way back around um, and um uh, I gave him sort of a couple of copies of Retro Cars magazine and uh, I don't even, I think maybe some stickers and some bits and pieces. And he then, in return, 
uh, gave me um, a nostalgic car magazine and a uh, subway ring. So I have a genuine stolen subway ring. So whilst I remember you bringing that through um, X-ray, I haven't even thought no, about that. Like that was the steering wheel I bought. I bought yeah. um, I bought a Grant steering wheel from someone selling Moon Eyes bits because I really liked it. But and I do I, remember. I remember the fact that we were like, yeah, this is a subway ring, which was all, you know, the cool thing to have hanging off the back of your Buzzazuku car. But yeah. I remember feeling quite different about it when we we did see the X-ray, didn't we? I think we saw it go yeah, through the machine. Right. And I remember, obviously, the steering wheel was just was weird, but a part of a train <laughs> felt, <laughs> felt suddenly a bit less appropriate because I don't suppose many awesome. people had, had, were taking subway rings back at the time. No, well, the thing is, what happened eventually was they became such a, a, a symbol of that whole thing that people would just sell them. Yeah. So I'm I'm just very proud that the one I have in my car is actually proper and stolen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good civil disobedience. And um, then, so we did that on Sunday. And then dur- during the middle of that, we bumped into a guy called Double Clutch, who actually had um, a website in English, but he was a Japanese um, gentleman. Yeah. Um, and he knew a whole bunch of people there, so he introduced us to some legendary people, he which did. was super cool. Like the, the like some of the cars we'd only seen on the internet, he knew the owners of, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he was going back to Tokyo and invited us back with them, and we were just going to get on a train and go back. So we were like, yeah, we would. Yeah. Um, and then they stopped in the middle of nowhere, at some truck stop, and did donuts in the car park in their A eighty six. Yeah. Oh, Wide-bodied A86 as well. Advan. Incredible. Advan, wasn't it? Advan then, livery. Oh. That's correct. And then we went back. He dropped us back at the hotel. We went can we talk? Indented. Can we just say that yeah. this? He was in that Mazda Cosmo, wasn't he? He was in a. Yeah, no, it was a Mazda Persona. Mazda Persona. So yeah, it wasn't a rotary one, but it was a. No. It was a four-door pillarless, with I'm sure you remember with oscillating um, vents. On the dashboard, yeah, that's oh. correct. And the and the rear seats were curved, and the most they uncomfortable were. thing on earth. Like we had a to love swap. Seat. Yeah, we had to swap halfway through the journey because it was just really uncomfortable in the back. <laughs> God, that was um, a good car. That was a good yeah. time. And then, yeah. uh, and what was great about that was uh, when we were leaving, we were just in this traffic jam of dream cars. Like it, it even now, like whilst you, I can be like, oh, you can see them everywhere on the internet. Like if you're in those traffic jams, still they're incredible. Like I, I went to um, Moon Eyes All Odds Nationals, and when we were arriving in the taxi, like there were just the cars that were going to be on show everywhere, and it was just super exciting. I get that in in the UK as well. Like one of my favourite feelings is when you're on the way to a show and you see other cars that are going to go to that show. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, this is this mass movement. We're all going to descend on this place and have this good time. But it, it was like that, but ramped up to 11 because we were in a foreign country and we were jet-lagged to hell and we are riding along with Ishibashi-san and his uh, V8-powered air ride yeah. uh, 330, which people have subsequently copied. Like, it was so iconic. Yeah. Um, I mean, even uh, at the time, even at the time, I think the... The, the famous picture of it underneath the the Sakura underneath the, yeah. the cherry blossom tree is still was was legendary then, 
Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, you know, talking about meeting your heroes. It was we may have been on the play with Michael Jackson, but I think we were like, yeah, Michael Jackson. Um, but being in that car park next to those cars that we'd take out, and if um, there was that shaman as well, that Daihatsu. Yeah. That, oh, the Daihatsu shaman that everyone was talking about, and the uh, fire engine. Um, oh, the Corolla KE seventy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah got, the, the, the beams the, engine in it. Yeah, that's it. And to it was like walking around a, a pop concert where all your favourite people were just like strolling about, and you just you just sit. I mean, I'm sure any car enthusiast gets this this feeling is that if if what you follow is cars and not celebrities, um, is you're standing next to your hero. You're you're in fact in our case riding back to Japan with your heroes. Yeah. You are in a you're in a cruise. Um, you just—it's—it's it's like being invited to the best backstage party ever. It's like it, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing yeah. is, um, and one take away—it's not just two old men reminiscing about good times. It's like that can happen. That happened now. Like that's yeah. just the effort of yeah. going out and doing a thing. That's like yeah. making sure I don't know. You go to if you if you're a hot rod fan, or, or at least you got more than a passing interest in them. You go to find your way to Detroit, Detroit Autorama or something, and yeah. see all of these builds. There's something. Kind of Peterson Museum. It. It'll which, go to the Peterson Museum. Which you didn't do this year, did you? Although our last no. trip, you didn't do the Peter Museum. But I, I, no. I was next to um, Gypsy Rose in Parlour and like barely speak. Um, <laughs> and and the Hirohata Merc as well, which was just like, oh my word. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm so in yeah, the presence I, of greatness. That's the, and that's kind of what it was when we, we went to the scene. Like, yeah. We'd, there is something. I mean, we were the people. We are the generation of people that were finding this stuff on the internet and sharing it on the internet and experiencing it via the internet, which is what yeah. we're all doing now. But still, getting there to see it was super special. Um, and and you know, you can go out and do that already. And if there's one thing I, I hope Retro Rides inspires people to do, it's to go out and do stuff rather yeah. than sit indoors and talk about it. Even though I would obviously like everybody to sit indoors and talk about it afterwards. Um, so anyway, we, we did this truck stop and then we got dropped back at our hotel and we were, as I say, we, we, we had not slept very well, very much at all. Um, and then I cope um, with that better than you do though, obviously. Yeah, yeah, to be, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and then Takeyuki-san was, was said, oh, I'm going to go home now, um, see wife and stuff, but I'm going to go to my yard later if you want to come. And we were like, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. Um, so we went and ate Denny's again because that was pretty much our staple diet. Um, yeah. We went back into the hotel room, I think had a shower or something, and then he turned up in a skyline, four-door skyline, and picked he us did. up. He did. Um, R32, um, and then took us over way outside of Tokyo towards one of the airports, and we were just standing in this yard at like yeah. midnight, just talking to these Japanese guys about their cars, and one of them used to have a 310, and I had the 310 at the time, and he gave me his like old registration document for his 310, which I still have. Oh. So I've got a Japanese uh, Datsun 310 registration document. Yeah, um, I, rem- I remember the, the Skyline that I think was his wife's car, if I remember rightly. Yeah. The Skyline it, it had, had a, a TV screen in it. It um, had a little TV screen in it. And, and it was playing. That. I'm not imagining this, am I? It was a bit fuzzy, no. the picture, but I think it had like a fat cat video playing Yeah. So while when we he was driving. In, it was so we, Japanese. No, we... we <laughs> We pulled into the um, his yard, yeah. And whilst he was like unlocking stuff or something or setting the lights on, we were both sat in this car, very little sleep, very strange situation to be in. And 
we were both just silently staring at this screen in the dashboard, which had one of those Japanese game shows on it, where there's like a picture of four people in a corner laughing at whatever the main picture is and crazy yeah. graphics coming up. And the main picture was an overweight cat. Yeah. And we were just sat there for about five minutes just staring at this thing in silence, trying to fathom what our life had become. Yeah, their yard was was typical of, of one of our yards. It wasn't like concreted or anything. It was some sort of sheds. Um, I feel like it was near the airport. It would be the equivalent of having like a, a shed in Hounslow or something just sort of out the back up a dirt track type thing. But there was a lot of cars littered around. There were a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, um, I guess so looking, looking back things. on it now, I should have just offered to buy it all. <laughs> yes. All they of it was had, awesome. There was a taxi there, wasn't there? There was an old Crown taxi, I think. Yeah. And I wanted the sign off the top. It had like a star yeah. sign on the top. God, that that's a, that's a good car. That's a funny thing, actually. When we were arriving in Tokyo, um, was it was the era of um, low um, MPVs, so they're yeah. just like littered around the place with all these VIP style um, Estimas and, and and all all that stuff. Previous. We were on the coach from the airport, um, just travelling with allegedly normal people, and we were just two youngish guys as well. And I remember looking out the window and there was just like a woman driving along in like a slammed homie or something. Um, and she was, I think her kids are in it. I think she was just doing the school run in a car that would, could, would have been a showstopper in the UK. Yeah, um, nuts. Yeah. I mean, they, loads of them got imported in the end. But at the time, it, you know, that sort of stuff didn't really exist. Not, not people daily driving really cool looking things like the car park at Super Autobacks was just littered with really cool stuff of all, all yeah. eras. And so there was like camper vans and Porsches and um, that little crepe truck. Um, yeah. I, well, one, what's interesting is at the time, I think it was because it was so alien, like the, there was all sorts of weirdness and mystery about it because there was loads of cars there. We didn't even know what they were or we'd only ever seen one of them maybe on the internet or... Yeah in a book somewhere or referenced by someone and obviously the wheels like no one was really importing those wheels no. so ed ratley had a page on his website of all of the wild japanese wheels yeah but hardly anyone was running them in the uk they just knew they existed some people would import them occasionally and they we were certainly the... we certainly i must have been the first time i'd seen a like a hayashi street yeah. fin in the flesh was it so there was um, a uh, oh, what was the uh, Contessa Hino Contessa a car oh, again I didn't know existed yeah. before the internet yeah um, and it was low it was it won um, uh, Nakayoshi Old Association meet and it was low on Hayashi Street Fins it was but that combo yeah. of car you'd see a picture yeah. of that now and you'd be like oh that's pretty cool but kind of not to sound like too much of an old man back then it was kind of important it was like oh my god yeah. this thing exists like yeah. we're aware of this now. Um, yeah. Even though there's there's a it's not a, it's not a coupe but there's a four door Hino Contessa in the science museum. I did um, not know that. That's yeah, incredible. it's there's a big stack of cars um, in there that I think there's like a two CV in there and some iconic stuff and a Beetle, but there is a Hino Contessa um, like a, a four door one, um, and oh, it's built. It's always been there um, before we knew what they were. There we go. Yeah, we should take it and put high ashes on it. Um, and the yeah. um, see, and then I'm trying to think, remember. I think I think I got the order right. We went out to the um, hot wire shop, which we was did. in the the Lewisham of Tokyo. That is that's exactly it. the description I was going to say. Yeah, because it just seemed really 
it, it not touristy and not somewhere. It wasn't a bad area, um, yeah. but it was just really backstreety. And it was a because it it's just it, it was just in a road, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. wasn't like it was a shop, and it was blatantly a shop, but it was like in a row of like townhouses. Um, yeah, a bunch of townhouses, and then one of yeah. them had um, one of them had a what was it Toyota Crown outside. Yeah, um, and then you could see that it was uh, the hot wire shop. Um, yeah. And they had um, a stack of paper um, advertising for the hot old meat. Yes. So I grabbed, I grabbed four or five of those. I've um, still got them. I'm literally, yeah. I could, I, where they are now, I could touch them if I got out of my chair. Um, I'm going to frame I'd them. To, I'd have to yeah. climb. To, oh, that's a good idea. I'd have to uh, climb a ladder and get into my loft to, uh, yeah. to find mine. But um, I saw them the other day because I was tidying up some boxes. And. Um, yeah, we bought some. I bought my red hot wire t shirt because why wouldn't I? And yeah. um, um, and just bits and pieces. Just in case people didn't realize at this point, this has been hot wire has been your name on the internet since the internet existed, hasn't it? So that's yeah, why we, t- t- we made this trip the to hot wire shop. Yeah, yes, that's true. Um, my, my, my online handle, as it were, has been hot wire since about 1991, maybe. Um, since before the World Wide Web existed, um, and uh, it might even predate that. Um, and it, if anybody's curious, it comes from a book called Sinners by a uh, author called Pat Cardigan, uh, which is a cyberpunk novel, and I thoroughly recommend it if you want some science fiction. Um, it's very good, although it probably feels really dated now because back then the idea of living inside a computer was a big deal, and it seems less of a big deal now. <laughs> You imagine well, a world where no imagine a world where nobody goes out and just exists yeah. online. Crazy. Yeah, pretty much. What a wild thing. <laughs> what a wild thing. Yeah. We live in a science yeah. fiction film right now. It is just really freaky. I put the news on and yeah. it feels like the bit at the start of a film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like that, that bit where it's like, Oh, this has happened over here and this everyone stay in your homes. You can't imagine it, can you? Just like no. three months so, ago. So, Sounds like yeah. um, the exposition for a, a crappy sci-fi movie. Yeah, I wouldn't um, watch it. Which is which is why yeah. we're here talking about cars, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, anyway, that was two thousand and six. Yeah. Um, so that was so we went from um, having uh, nothing, no forum at all, yeah. to standing in the middle of this car park in um, Japan in two years. And then out of that, we met other people that had kind of done similar trips, and that was yeah. that was again a really interesting time. Is like you suddenly find out, oh, this guy over here had, in fact, actually VIP on the forum had been to the Crown Customs meet. Yeah. Um, I think a year before we went to um, Nakayoshi Hold Association. Well, possibly he years. lived in China for quite yeah. a while, um, and he'd made the trip from China. Um, yeah. So that's why he'd it's, been there. But yes, but that—that that was what was interesting. Was you suddenly finding these people that had kind of previously done things, but there was nowhere for them to talk about it. Yeah. And it's the same with the um, scraping scrap stuff. Is that it, in many ways that was kind of for, for the initial forum, like a little bit of a benchmark of somebody just getting a car, having a bunch of fun with it, and then punting it on and someone doing something else with something else you know yeah it, it, it like that was very much the atmosphere and we had i think to begin with probably still do to a certain degree a reputation for being cheap because none yeah. of us that were organizing the forum had any bloody money so we were building cars kind of completely on the cheap yeah um i still do and you still do 
but that what well, didn't mean that that's what we were about. That's just that's what we were driving. You know, we'd happily um, enjoy the fruits of somebody that had millions and millions of pounds to throw at their cars as well. Like that's always that was always there. I think. Yeah. But we definitely had this reputation at some point for um, cut springs and matte black rattle cam paint jobs. Yeah, which was, was like two which cars was, on the forum that was like that. Yeah. And also, I mean, that was that was a weird thing. Is we did we we ended up fighting a few of those battles, like as as moderators, where people kept on saying what we were about, and it, it's it's hard to say that's not what we we're about at all. Like, I don't think any of us in the moderating team ever wanted to paint anything matte black. Like, it's like everyone's like, oh, you just want to do that, or when um, in fact, it's another sort of relatively early forum thing, which was when Mike Burrows um did Rusty Slammington, and I remember having to sort of. Not like I was defending Rusty's Lamington, not because I liked it, but because it was just a thing and there was no harm. You don't have to slag something off just because yeah. it exists. You can go, well, that's, that, you know, that's not my personal taste. But I remember having it, Team Blitz, if I dare mention his name, yeah. Um, yeah. who, who by all is a really nice chap. But on the forum, we ended up sort of like butting heads in that sort of administrator thing that I never wanted to be, that was just sort of saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not defending the car. I'm defending its existence. Um, I'm not saying that I that you have to like it to be on the forum because he was like, oh yeah, or whoever was always saying that that it, that that these things were wrong or everyone just loves this. And it's like, well, no, you're just imagining this because not everybody yeah. loves it. Me, for instance, there's a, com- <laughs> there's a confirmation bias. I think that yeah. people see something they don't like, then they see people. That like it and then they think they have to like it and you don't you don't have to like these no. things. but also you don't no. have to express that you don't like it it doesn't matter like the no. fact that you don't like something doesn't matter one bit to the entire world or the uh, lack like of understand that that famous lack of understanding that we'd be posting these things that were really low and then someone would come on and say yeah but that would never go over a speed ramp and it's just like well it's not what it's for is it <laughs> yeah like, who cares but that That's, can't go fast i don't yeah. care it looks yeah. great. Yeah, this this but, car's uh, this car's rubbish because you couldn't. And I want to color Yeah, you couldn't do the school run in that. And it's like, well, yeah. then don't don't do the school run in it. It's, you know, the concept of I remember. Do you remember the um, there was a Mark One Golf or Rabbit technically um, that had negative camber, which was the you know it's an example of the crossovers yeah. of the scenes, but it had that massive negative camber white one, and it went to uh, what I assume was like. Um, I've forgotten the name of the, the the German type show in America. Oh, H2O, um, probably. Yeah, that's what I want to say, but there's another name for it. But anyway, that show, and I remember everyone, like people posted pictures of it, and they were like, oh, this is ridiculous, it's going to wear tyres out. And I, it was really hard to try and explain to people that here's a car that someone probably did trailer there just to drive down that road. Um, and it's not going to you know, run over a, a bunch of nuns and kittens at a bus stop. It's just going to get a load of photos on the internet and you're not supposed to look at it and go that's impractical or that's going to wear its tires out or it won't handle very well or you've ruined it it's just you're just supposed to go in this in this time i think now of people building things for an internet for an instagram picture rather than actually to drive um it, i suppose people understand it a bit more now but back yeah, then maybe. the concept of um of uh, internet famous is that is that what that might be um, yeah, just Inf- building something infamous. Yeah, build, building something for for one show. I mean, for years, like the 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 nats, the street rod nats in the UK, people cut the roofs off escorts and 
and painted them pink and stuff and drove around. They were called Nat Specials, but people started yeah. looking at stuff like that and going and trying and taking it seriously as if, yeah. you know, you well, that's just impractical. You couldn't, and, and then also accusing the forum of being about be, things being shoddy and dangerous. Um, and it's really hard to just sort of say, if you don't understand why someone would build something extreme, just go and buy a Focus Estate. Just, yeah. you know. Um, I, I think, I think so yeah well from, from my previous experience of doing online forums and having been around a number of online forums that predated retro rides there were two things i was very sure of one i would not have an off-topic section because mm. it oh, just yeah. descend it just descends into nonsense it becomes mum's net and it's just horrible um and then um the other thing was i kind of wanted to have uh positive is not the right phrase but what i wanted to avoid was if something comes up people just jumping on it to go that's yeah. rubbish yeah because as i said there's no value in you telling me what you don't like like i can sit here for probably years i mean you know me better than most people that are listening to this i could sit here for many days reeling off the things i don't like in the world yeah and it there is no value in you knowing that because that's not going to help you know me or find something that's going to enhance my life because now all you know is the things i don't like yeah. but if i tell you i tell you what i, I tell you what i really like i really like opal record coupes yeah and i've only ever seen this one and you can go oh actually i've got a bunch of photos of them or i used to own one or i know a friend of mine's got one or whatever and you can you know give me a bit more information on it that's what i was looking for was always yeah. that so it wasn't just someone going oh I like Opal Record Coupes and everybody must like them. Because if I said, oh, I like Opal Record Coupes on a thread on the forum and no one had replied to it, then that would just disappear and suck yeah. your life. And, and that, uh, that positivity um, was was a was a rule from day one as well. We, we took a lot yeah. of stick uh, over the years for, oh, you can't say anything bad on the forum. And um, uh, uh, and it's, it's a hard thing to defend. Also, we didn't have swearing from day one either. Yeah. Um, which people found, you know, they thought, well, we were all grown ups and all that sort of stuff. And they, so my, it's really hard, the reason hard to explain The reason for things. the swearing, the reason for the swearing thing was not even, because again, you know me and um, I have a potty mouth, but um, yeah. I, uh, I found that arguments on the internet, because they were inevitably going to happen, there was inevitably going to be discussion. Yeah. But they ramped up by a factor of 10 as soon as somebody started swearing. Yeah. And I thought, if I stop that, I can keep a lid on it. And also, we get to be family-friendly and all that stuff. But that yeah. was just a byproduct of the fact that I was trying to stop arguments getting out of hand because as soon as people start swearing... And you see it now. like if People will find a way to circumvent the swear filter. And as soon as they do, those arguments spiral straight out of control. Yeah, uh, like, I'm completely vindicated in that regard. <laughs> that yeah. But in a lot of respects, from a, an admin point of view, um, it's it's kind of nice to have I, i'm not a great fan of rules i wish we didn't need any of them and everyone could just be nice anyway which is a shame when you have to sort of enforce a rule or even make up a rule to try and stop someone doing something that is that you shouldn't tell them shouldn't have to tell them not to do but um totally lost my track <laughs> what an idiot um i'm going to talk about the swear filter though do you remember yeah. some of the the funny swear filter things i wonder if it still works that if you typed in nigel havers or quavers no, Nigel Quavers. if you typed it if you put in quavers you get a picture of nigel havers come up and it may That's still correct. be there um 
And um, do you remember the, the lovely Cressy thing that I did yeah. once? Because we could play with a swear filter. And I thought if, I, if every time someone wrote Cressida, I could change it to lovely Cressida. It just add the word lovely in front and it replace Cressida with lovely Cressida. And what yeah. I hadn't thought of at the time, and I think I must have done it, and then sort of walked off and come back a bit later, is a swear filter then picked up the word Cressida from the phrase lovely Cressida and then just added another lovely in front of it. And it, it said lovely, up, lovely Cressida, wasn't it? It said lovely, lovely Cressida. And um, and it would just continue doing it every time someone, I don't know whether whether it, whether it people looked at it and it changed it or, yeah. It was and, um, they were quoting it, I think. Yeah, and it ended up getting a bit much, I think. We had lovely, lovely Cressida and it was just adding more lovelies every time it saw the word Cressida. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I did, we, we did all sorts of themed swear filters and then yes. eventually I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox. And yes. everything became curse word or cuss word, um, yeah. except for except for arse, which became um, a picture of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. So if you're if, yeah. if anybody's wondering why if they've ever typed arse, they get a picture of a fox face. Um, that's what it is. It's Fantastic Mr. Fox. Also, we had a, a a personal thing about. I think none of us liked text speak. Um, oh yeah. And um, <laughs> and uh, it, it was I, quite prevalent, and it's not anymore. But at the time, no. like there was a period when everybody was typing just nonsense. Yeah, and I I'm not a fan of text speak. Even now, I don't like it. It'll still if you get a text from me, it will have all grammar in it. It will not have any shortenings or spelling mistakes or anything like that. I will. I okay, will okay, boomer. A proper text, yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, <laughs> it's just enough of that. Um, but. Uh, I remember uh, one problem we had is because M8 mate used to turn up in these texts, which was really frustrating. And so that was in the swear filter and it would just get changed to mate or charm or something probably humorous as a replacement. But there was in the technical section of the forum, people were trying to write things like, oh, it's got an M8 thread on that screw um, <laughs> on that on that bolt. And um, yeah, I think we had to change that one. So you could probably say mate on the forum just so that the technical guys could talk about what size of seatbelt that was or something yeah um yeah, yeah. fiddle with that bit but yeah it do, was, you, uh... do, you re- do you remember sorry on a similar yeah. tip the retro racist oh yeah um, we had we had we had, um, we had a troll for a while that was uh yeah we would come up and say you know gollywog and stuff what a very strange thing to do with your that's, time that's that was really it, weird it, that it was i didn't even know some of the things he was saying were offensive because they were so old-fashioned um yeah it's like it was so weird that this guy would come on and just be really racist uh, in a in a retro way, and it made no sense at all. And, um, it was a very strange thing. Somebody yeah. clearly desperate for attention or mentally ill. But yeah. the thing was that they, I don't know if they thought it bothered us, but no. it, it, it's it's a matter of seconds to delete these things. So yeah. it's like I think. Like, oh, yeah, look, bothered, look at that. What, delete. <laughs> what bothered us is the fact that then people would all reply to it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, there'd be a we'd we'd come to a thread of people either saying what what are you talking about or just telling the guy he wasn't very nice, um, and that was bothersome. And there probably still is a, a a sticky somewhere on the forum that says don't feed the troll. I think I think there is yeah there is yeah. in the uh, website section. But but yeah that was a that's a strange thing to do. I mean like that sort of admin stuff. It's fairly kind of hard baked into forums now. So yeah. if someone comes on that posts up a bunch of stuff you don't like, you can literally go to the account and go delete yeah. everything this person has ever put. Yeah, and that's the end of them. It takes seconds. It was but very I'm strange right. use of your I'm time. Right. 
I'm rightly saying that none of us, none of the moderating team actually were on some sort of power trip. I know you like to be in control to a certain extent, but I was there for cool cars. And the last oh, thing God, I want yeah. to do was, well, I mean, I get wound up by people and I, I, you know, I've probably gone into a fair few arguments to try and straighten things out. But it's when you get, when you used to get accused of being a, a Hitler type uh, and stuff like that. And, oh, we're not allowed to do this. And it's just, it, look, mate, if it bothers you, leave the forum but on the other hand it's like when you're trying to make up rules in a for sale section that you just want to run itself when you uh, when you end up putting a deadline on something because people just didn't get it which ends up ruling out some really cool cars that you didn't want to but people just don't understand it and then you're you're doing you're being an administrator when you just you're just a car enthusiast that was the thing like like the best days were days when i don't have to post don't have to do any administration i can just go on and look at some cool cars yeah um annoyingly i one of the problems i have nowadays is i don't really have enough time to post as much as i'd like i keep finding cool stuff and i like make little notes to post up a thread about it and then i don't post it but i think that's actually massively detrimental because the whole origins of the forum to bring it all the way back around was setting the tone so That we kind of waxed lyrical about our Japan trip, but the whole point of that was like, just if you can, if you have the means, go and do these things because they're much better than sitting on the internet talking about them. Yeah. But when you've done them, come back and tell us about them. And that's kind of my my whole thing was always about setting the tone by posting up these cars or posting up that car and having the right text around it to be like, you know, I don't necessarily like this, but this is pretty sweet. Yeah. What they've done here yeah. and what they've done here. Yeah. Um, and I don't do enough of that anymore, I feel. And I, I feel a little bit pressurized to do it, actually. But it, it's... Um, it's a hard it's thing difficult. to do because people are so used to they're being they're following a page on Facebook or a page on Instagram that's given them kind of all the cool stuff. Um, and I, I think in some ways it used to be you'd find it and you'd be the person that found it and you'd put it on a thread on the forum and everyone would go, yeah, that's cool, or find something similar or say that they... They know that person and it was just really cool to find something and post it and then have a discussion about it whereas yeah these days of course something will appear on instagram and then an hour later another page has shared it and then another page has shared it and and i wonder if the only way to actually be part of um the scene in in that way that you're really part of it is to go places there's there's very few things that can beat looking at a picture of a car and knowing that you've seen that that you've stood next to that or talked to the owner of it. Um, and that's not to say that all car enthusiasts have to do that, but maybe that's an ultimate goal in a time where you're sort of searching, your searching isn't enough, searching and finding and posting isn't enough because everyone's doing that now. Actually being well, there is something. You can't you can't beat SEMA week when you're at SEMA, yeah. when everyone's I, going, I, I, wow, look at this car. And you're like, yeah, I'm next to that. Not in a show-off way. Just It just feels good. Like if you go on a good holiday... And then that place turns up on the telly. Um, yeah. You're like, yeah, I've been there. That's cool. I've driven over the San Fran Bridge or something. Um, um, Golden Gate Bridge, we should call that. Um, yeah, probably, probably give it its preference yeah, correct name. It's, it's not a show-off thing. It's a, it, it's a feel-good thing, I think. I think there's also um, something to be said for seeing what, A, things in context, but also what's around it and what's not getting on the internet. So the stuff that you're seeing on the internet yeah. from shows is maybe the standout stuff but i also think it's why the scene has become a little bit homogenized because you're not seeing the other stuff you're not seeing the less 
internet palatable stuff whether that's extreme that that they want to show off the extreme stuff because they know they'll get likes and comments and stuff or whether or not that's just extremely well done for the same reason they're, yeah. they're going to have been like a car show there'll be even a relatively small one there's like four or five hundred cars and you're going to see six or seven of them because they're the ones that everyone's going to post yeah. but there might be something that really pushes your buttons in the rest of that show field and I find that actually even with um, the Retro Rides events like I come away from the Retro Rides events sort of remembering kind of XYZ cars yeah. whatever we gave awards to stuff that we considered to give awards to um, but then um, I come back and I, I look through people's pictures from the events I'm like oh there were like loads of people were taken with this thing like whatever mm. it was and actually if you look at start to look at per, personal pictures so not the pictures of the big instagram accounts but like the pictures that somebody's decided to pick out either to share in a thread or share on their own instagram you, you often see slightly different cars but the shows are full of those cars that might actually give you that little push to go ah oh, what i really want to do is i don't know two-door and mg magnate which is what i've become kind of obsessed with now um and, and that i got obsessed with doing that coming back from sema just looking at some of the other cars that were there yeah um they didn't have a two-door mg magnate i hated to add but um just out of looking at some of the other stuff that i didn't subsequently then see on the internet like there's a bmw m1 race car at sema this year and i as far as i can tell are the only person to have taken a photo of it because mm. it might as well not have existed um but there's other stuff there that everybody had a picture of um yeah. so that that's kind of one of the things i think that forums are much better at still is giving a bit more depth to a thing it's a good I place think, to tell a story but it's also yeah. really good to go actually here's you know 30 pictures from this event um rather than here's my best three that's going to get me the maximum amount of uh, like traction on the internet yeah well we used to look at the uh, like the moon eyes um, event reports where they put a picture of every car yeah, um, yeah. and then that's that, that's really good and I think these days probably the only people putting up pictures of of every car at the show are they're doing it on their personal Facebook album or something like that yeah um, and so you're seeing sort of cherry picked here's the one that I think will get the most likes on my Instagram um, and that's not really what you want uh, for, for people who grew up going into the car park of shows that weren't for the car you went for to try and find the cool stuff, the outliers in, in the scene. Um, the, you're not seeing that as anywhere now unless you're going. Um, yeah, pretty much. I, I think you get you get those massive Facebook albums, but Facebook, yeah. is a, I'm going to be honest with you, is a terrible place to share your photos and also yeah. an awful place to browse through photos. You're yeah. better off with something like Flickr or, 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 or something slightly more designed for it in yeah. Imageur or something. But... Um, you, you do get that, but then what happens with, with their algorithm is, is that the pictures from that album that get bubbled up onto the feed are the ones that get the most likes. So again, yeah. it's kind of self-selecting. So I, like, I'm I'm still a fan of forums for that regard. Is that You can mm. get a bit more depth. You you will see other stuff that you won't see elsewhere. I mean, you just go through our readers, right? Like, there's so many cars in there that are, are just... I don't know that that you don't see them like that they're not splashed all over the internet. They're just kind of in there doing doing their thing, and they're great. They're out, they're the cars that people actually own and run and build, and they're not built for a company to advertise them, and they're not. 
built simply for the attention although some of them are and that's fine mm. it's just it's just people building cars so i'll, I'll like it, it's I, I still think forums are relevant probably even more so in this current lockdown time than any other time to be honest um and but there's more they could be doing uh to be better um and i wish i had the the time <laughs> to, to to plow into uh to retroize that i'd like to but sadly i have to have a day job yeah um, even even in these difficult times i'm still working full-time at my normal job so uh um it, it's it's frustrating i'd like everything to be a little bit better but um, i don't think what I, you'd I said, end up doing if you had the time to do it i know you've always got yeah. plans for the forum you're off every now and then you're like oh, i'm gonna do this i'm not gonna do this i'm gonna launch this and things like that yeah um yeah. take over the world but yeah. um, one do thing you. I'd like to point out actually that I didn't touch on um, the reason the forum is blue um, or teal um, is because it's uh, apparently a, a calming colour so um, oh. I, I looked up the psychology of colours before I chose the uh, colours on the forum And do you think if it was red it would have failed or it would have been like, like great everyone would have been more angry I think if everyone would have been a, red a little bit more angry yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's it so um, yeah we're, we're back doing uh podcasts as well so this is this is good we're, we're expanding back out and connecting with people in different ways so uh if you're listening to this and you aren't on the forum come swing by have a look at it you might hate it but you might love it so uh, so that's good that's it uh, which is now it's not retrorides.com anymore is it it's retro-rides.org yeah why is that david um, I may or may not have had an expired credit card and um, may or may not have received the email to uh, update the credit card details and might have lost that domain. And I could That's buy it. it back if I had three and a half thousand dollars. That's it. You got ra- you got ransomed, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, but Sucked. you just didn't buy it. So that's that sorted. Yeah. Just enjoy your domain, you loser. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there it is. Um one day, maybe when I'm fabulously wealthy. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Most <laughs> people just type it in, and the forum comes up. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, um, I like it. I tell you one thing, actually, in the intervening five years. Yeah, uh, I've not yet worked out how to end a podcast. <laughs>